0: Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School.
1: Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer.
0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Income School podcast. And today I'm sharing with you another podcast that I've been really excited and listening to just like binge listening. It's probably been bad for my health over the last week. And that is the Amazing Seller podcast. And I have Scott from the Amazing Seller podcast here on with me. And we're going to talk all about selling products on Amazon. Scott, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Jim, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and hopefully we can add
0: some value to your audience. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to talk about this. I think selling on Amazon has a lot of appeal to to online entrepreneurs, maybe for the, the most reason that it's quick to get started. Whereas if you're going the blogging route, like I've done with my businesses, you know, it's going to, it's you got a good year or two before you're going to, going to start seeing so many real progress you know my first year i think i earned eighty thousand dollars and that was incredibly successful I, i got lucky in a lot of ways most people are a lot longer than that before they start to see any significant money but selling on amazon you've had incredible results in a short time tell me about that
1: Yeah, no. And the same thing. I mean, I've done blogging. I've done all of that. And, you know, it definitely there's a lot of work up front that you have to do in order, you know, before you see any type of return. And you got to be willing to go in it at the long haul. And I mean, let's face it, uh, you and I are both doing podcasts right now. And, you know, I'm personally not generating any income from the podcast at the moment. But, you know, it's something I I do enjoy doing. But it's a lot of work, you know. And, you know, in order to see the return, you got to put out a lot of content. So, I really uh, I came from the same the same background, but what really intrigued me about Amazon was uh, that you're able to upload to FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon. Which you know people you usually think, well, I got to basically ship stuff to my customer, I got to handle returns and all that stuff. And when I heard about FBA, I got really interested in it, and uh, I thought to myself, that's a really good way of doing it if I'm going to sell a physical product. And the other thing I loved about Amazon is it's a it's basically an ecosystem of people buying, right? It's a place where people are there to shop. They're not there to search for how to, you know, do X, Y, Z. They're there to shop. They have credit cards on file. And all I got to do with one button is click, you know, buy. And uh, I just wanted to get into that stream somehow. Uh, and, you know, I, I did it. I, I kind of like was dabbling in, you know, reading other people's blogs and other people's content. And it just got me interested. And then I just started doing a little bit more research. And then, you know, here we are about almost five months now, four and a half, five months. And uh, yeah, doing doing really well. And I'm enjoying it. And I'm building a business. It's not just a hobby. It's definitely a business.
0: And so how much how much uh, gross income has that brought in in your first 90 days? The first 90 days was over 40, 40
1: some thousand, but I just actually pulled up some numbers because I knew I was coming on the show. And since launch, which was October 22nd, is my first sale that I generated uh, in revenue. uh, I've generated over $85,766.76.
0: Wow, Um, that is awesome. And about about what percentage that ends up being profit? Generally
1: right now, right around the 42 to 44% margin. Um, That will get better, Uh, and we can talk about this as we go further a little bit, but uh, basically my goal is to get to the 50% margin, maybe even 55%. So I always look at a product that I think I can scale and get larger margins, but in the beginning, and again, we can talk about this, in the beginning, it's all about getting sales, even if you're not making as much money. Uh, And that's really the key here, and a lot of people can't wrap their brains
0: around that. And that's the reason why they don't get a product to sell successfully. So, so that's you know. something you've talked about on your podcast a lot is just yes. getting sales, even if you're breaking even. And the reason for that is it's a signal to Amazon that, hey, people are buying and, and it's going to get your reviews and just action on your, on your listing so that eventually you, know, you can raise your price or cut down on your expenses and then you'll start turning a profit. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, that's it's it's very, very right. And uh, the one thing I like to tell people is it's like it's a lot different than Google, right? If you post something that you want to get ranked on Google, you have to write a post about it, make sure your headline and all that stuff is right. then you got to get backlinks going to it and all that stuff. Um, With Amazon, it's all about sales. And, and the uh, the sales that are coming from certain keywords that are being entered and then that's going to help you rank organically. So just imagine, you know, if, if you could have someone type in garlic press and you were selling a garlic press and they clicked on your garlic press and bought through that particular listing, you're going to get credit by Amazon to start ranking for garlic press. And the more that you can do that, the more that you're going to rank higher inside of Amazon. So even like, and we can get into this, but as far as like, you know, I'll go ahead, I'll even buy advertising space in Amazon pay-per-click and it's super easy and I'll do that. I'll even lose money on that. I don't even care if I make any money on that. I just want to get sales generated through my listing, you know, through that keyword that people are searching for because I know organically I'm going to start ranking and then I'm going to get sales for free. Okay. And I'll just give you a quick example. Last month was, uh, you know, February, uh, 2015. And I, I did an, uh, an income report on this, but I generated, uh, I think it was 110 sales from pay per click. Okay. And I spent about $1,300 to get those sales, but I generated over 1100 sales organically. And wow. a lot of that reason is it because of the 110 sales that I paid for.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome. And that, that really is ex- exciting about the model is it's, it's not like a blog where you're. it's just going to take a lot of time. And certainly there's a lot of work to get going. I know because I'm doing it right now. Uh, yeah. But but the returns can be a lot quicker uh, than with blogging. Uh, and, you know, the, it's just, a, it's it's the just a different model.
1: Yeah, it, it's a different model. And I got to be honest with you. I've done both models. I've done all the models, right? I mean, we're entrepreneurs. We're always mm-hmm. looking for, a, you know, a, a new way. And this has been absolutely the quickest that I've seen a return, uh, you know, on an investment or on any type of work that I've put in, it's definitely been the quickest. I mean, we're talking, you know, October 22nd, I had my first sale, 2014, and you're talking, you know, in the first 90 days, generating 40, you know, 40 plus thousand dollars in revenue. Uh, you know, it's just that's just crazy. I mean, for you to write, start a blog, and start generating that kind of income gonna take you a lot longer because number one, you got to get affiliates on board, or you got to get uh, sponsorships, or or something to pay, or you got to create your own product and get enough of a following that they're gonna buy your product. Uh, this here, it's like I said, people are already buying, and then you're just going in and just getting in front of those people. And then, you know, I mean, it's it's not that easy. I mean, you still got to have a good product, and you got to have good images and and all that stuff. And we can talk a little bit about that, but you know, that's the stuff that I kind of cover, you know, on my podcast is because. I I didn't have that, you know, and I wanted to give that back. I wanted to kind of like walk through my process and and just kind of like expose it and, you know, let people know that there is a lot that goes into it. But once you get things set up, then it's just a matter of just, you know, buying more inventory and finding your next product. It's really all there is to it.
0: So on your podcast, you don't reveal the products that you're selling you don't, no. you don't say what it is that you're selling. No, and there's good for, right. Nobody does that. And there's good reason for it uh, because, mm. you know, obviously if somebody sees, Hey, this guy's making a ton of money on it uh, and you know, anybody can go to Alibaba.com and just source something from China and you're going to sure. suddenly have a ton of, of competition. So that makes perfect sense. I haven't yet started, uh, but I'm looking right now. So to make this as practical as possible, Let's go with a couple products that I'm looking at, and maybe you can kind of coach me through this so that we can kind of get the practical steps for others to follow through. Does that sound right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Yeah. Hey,
0: everybody, I'm cutting in here after the fact. The recording went dead for just a second. But the question that I asked was if drunk goggles would be a good product to use on Amazon. The reason that I was looking at drunk goggles, you know, these are what they would use at schools, you know, to do a, a don't drink and drive kind of presentation. It makes it, things look really blurry and, and distorted as if you were drunk. And I did a Google search for, I, I was doing a presentation and I wanted some. So I did a, a a Google search to try to find it and it says drunk goggles and the autofill is on Amazon and there's just nothing on Amazon for that. So I wondered if that would be a good product to do. So I asked Scott about that. And his answer basically was, don't do it for a couple reasons. One, if there isn't competition on Amazon, it means you have no idea if it'll do well or not. And the second thing is, there's no other product you can sell with it. So if you're in this to to win it and you want to establish a brand, a bunch of products in one industry so that people get to know you, this is a terrible strategy. So product number one was a definite no. All right, now we'll go back to the recording. So we talked about the, the drunk goggles and, and some issues that are that would be with that listing. So then I started to move on to kind of the, the strengths that I already have in my business. And with my photography site, it's a very large photography site. We get a lot of traffic. And so... Every single month, we we do Amazon Affiliate, and we make about $4,400 each month from Amazon Affiliate sales, just linking to other people's products on Amazon. And so I thought, well, you know, I kind of have a unique advantage here that... I'm already sending a lot of people to Amazon in the photography industry uh, to buy other people's products. What if I look at some of the highest selling products that I'm selling for other people and just offer them myself? Uh, for example, I sell, uh, it looks like we sold about 50 YN560 flashes last month through our affiliate links. Now, that I don't sell that product. Somebody else has it on Amazon, but I'm the affiliate. And so I thought, well, why don't I just Offer it myself, and then change my link over over to mine. Uh, I I could make some money doing that, but the the margins weren't very high on that. So I looked at other products, and the next product that I started looking at is an extension tube. An extension tube goes between the camera and the lens for macro photography. If you're not into photography, mm-hmm. you don't really care. But it's an extension tube that I'm looking at. So yep. I go on to Amazon and listening to your podcast, I know that what I want to do is get the bestseller rank for that product because I want to get an idea of how well that product is selling. And so exactly. I went to camelcamelcamel.com, which is really cool if mm-hmm. you haven't used that before. I know you have, Scott, yep. but if any of the listeners haven't used that, uh, definitely a cool website. But I type in some of the products that have you know over a thousand reviews in this, in this uh, category and it says there's not enough data to determine a bestseller rank. So now, what I what do I do? Well,
1: the first thing is I, I wouldn't necessarily just go to Camel Camel Camel. I, w- I would go to Amazon itself and just look at the bestseller rank right there. So I um, see I, would just,
0: I see it's number one in camera photo accessories, lens accessories, extension tubes. But I don't I, I, I maybe I'm just missing it here. But okay. I don't see it just what an I, what overall. I would do is-
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't, whenever I'm doing this, I'm not, okay, to get ideas, I would go through the categories, but then when I, when I would actually go to see if there's any traffic for that or any, any people buying it, I would type in like camera extension tube or, you know, whatever the keyword is for that particular product. I would go to a fresh window with Amazon, like I'm searching as a human and I would type in that keyword and then I would look at the top, you know, 15 listings and then I would start going through there to see the top sellers there. That's how I would kind of go back and see the top sellers and then also look at their BSR through those listings.
0: Okay, and so I, I, the, I, you know, I did that. So I ones. type extension tubes. And, and I'm not, I, I hope everybody listening realizes the reason we're going through this process because I want it to be repeatable so you can listen to these steps and do the same sure. with your own. So exactly. I, I type extension tubes and I go to the first one. Uh, and I see it's number one in this section, but I still don't see an overall rank. Is it just not available for some products?
1: But are you in Amazon itself?
0: Yeah. Okay, and and
1: you clicked on the listing itself, so you can look at the pictures of the listing, the description, yes. the bullets, all that stuff. So if you scroll down right into you know where the, where the description is, or just below the description, you should see a BSR
0: ranking there. And you don't you don't see anything there. You're you're saying? No, I don't see it. In fact, I don't see it for any of the products in this search. And I, I uh, that kind of stumped me on this. I was like, ah, oh, now what do I do <laughs> in trying to in trying to figure this one out? Well, Let maybe me, uh, I'm.
1: I'm going to do a quick search myself. Okay, and I'll try to see if I can see something different here. Um, okay, extension tubes. I see. Okay, in in lens extensions tubes. So that's 1495. Is that the first one that yep. you see? Yes. Okay, and it's for Canon EOS. Yep. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to scroll, and this is it's a major brand, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I'm looking down and it's number one, like you said, and yes, I do not see. Um, I do not see a BSR. And that's not always – that doesn't mean that it's not selling. Um, Sometimes, depending if it's a major brand or not, you may not see that. Um, So the other thing I would look for though too is when you're going into something like this is I would start looking to see if there's any other private labelers that are doing it so I can kind of like validate that I could technically do it. Um, Okay, So I do see other
0: private labelers uh, on here for sure that that aren't, you know, they they aren't photo industry brands, at least not that I know of. Uh, And they're all they're making them for Canon, Nikon, Sony cameras, but it's not Canon and Nikon producing it. It's these third party companies doing it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So and again, I went to another one here, which looked like it was an off brand and I still didn't have a BSR there. So, you know, again, we're 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 kind of going going through this as trying to find a BSR, but we really don't have anything to to validate. If these are, if these are selling, the only thing that you have to validate is that you've actually made sales. So that's a little bit of a, of a validation that they're selling. Um, now can you, can you, you know, share which one that you were selling or that your, your affiliate link was selling and can, can you go to that particular listing and look?
0: Yeah. So the one that I'm selling is the second, uh, second ranking on here. Zeit, this <laughs> I have no yep. idea how to yep. produce yep. that, Say how it. to pronounce that. Yep. Uh, but that one sells yep. pretty well through my affiliate links, um, and and it's private labeled. That's not a, that's not a brand that we know. Um, and so, so it's interesting. So this whole process, what we're trying to do is, trying to tell is, are there other people private labeling this and is it selling fast enough to make this worth my time, right?
1: Yeah, it, exactly. You want some type of BSR, Uh, Just because the BSR, the bestseller rank, is really giving you um, you the information that you want to see how much something is selling. Now, every category is different. And in this case, this category is different because I haven't looked through this category. And now that I'm looking here, I'm not really finding BSRs in this category. So that just may mean that in this particular category, they might not be using or Amazon might not be giving them a a BSR, uh, a bestseller rank. Um, so, you know, that makes it a little bit, a little bit harder yeah. when trying to find a product. So I may move on from this and say, okay, I, you know, again, I'll write it on my list, but maybe I'll go to that. Then I'll go to something else like lens hood, right? Sure. I mean, lens hoods, we, we know that those, you know, are very important, but they're, they're kind of cheap. So my only thing is, is with a lens hood is if I can't sell one for like $19.99, I, I move on to the next product as well, because I want to be able to have my margins high enough to where I'm going to be able to eventually make $10 per sale after your cost of the goods and of your cost to to Amazon for the FBA fees. Uh, so, you know, you, you definitely want to look at that as well, but you know, so lens hoods, I mean, some of these are selling for 19 bucks. It looks like major brand, like a Canon, but a lot of them are like five bucks, 10 bucks, you know, so I would probably steer away from that, but you can see what I'm doing. I'm just kind of trying to whittle down and kind of go and see if I can find any other related products that could be in your niche. I think for you personally, it's a great idea. I mean, you know, it could be a carrying bag for the lenses, right? You could have like a little carrying bag. Um, that people carry their you know, $3,000 lenses in, right? If they're buying $3,000 lens, they might spend $30 bucks on a bag to carry it in. Um, so that might be another option um, to private label. But I think for you, having the audience and having the traffic already, it'd be, it'd be the smartest thing is for you to find a product that you could then be the seller, not just the affiliate.
0: Okay, so so we look at this and we see some issues in this category. We don't have a bestseller rank, so it's a little bit tough. But I do know that they're for sure selling from my affiliate links. Exactly. And we see, I mean, over a thousand reviews on the number one. Yep. But yep. the number one has some significant issues with it. Number one, you can't even adjust your, your camera settings. It doesn't have automatic aperture. So you, you have to do everything manually. And it's selling for $15, But it has over a thousand reviews. So, I mean, it must be selling a lot. Uh, Yes,
1: it's gotta be selling a lot. If it has that many reviews, it's definitely selling. Now, my only thing was, is, you know, seeing a thousand reviews would kind of be like, wow, that's gonna be tough to compete with because in order to get in there, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get a thousand reviews and it's gonna take right. some time to do that. but then the reason why the BSR comes in is because then i I look at the the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth listing that are that are also being pulled up when you when you search for macro extension tube, right? And then I want to look at the second one and see how many reviews that has. If that only has four hundred reviews, then okay, I'm getting closer. I can probably compete with that. And if the BSR is still showing me that it's selling you know like a good BSR, let's say, in this category I don't know what this category is for BSR but if I was looking at this blindly I would probably say if I could find something that's 5000 or less I would be willing to to test it Okay. Um, you know, so, so if I found something that I felt was had, you know, a, a review mark of like 500 or less, and it was ranking 5,000 or under, then I'd be like, okay, I, I can compete in this market. But if all of them were like a thousand reviews, um, and, uh, and they were low price like this is 1495, I'd want to see one selling for, for 2795 or, you know, something I knew I could scale up. Um, the other thing is, is in this too, is I'm noticing like in this, in this extension tube that, you know, there's different millimeters to it. Well, maybe you have other ones that you could do as a bundle. So you could have one that could be a certain length and then the other one could be a certain length. And now you had the two together and now you have a 2495 product, but it's actually two products in one.
0: Right. So I, I found some some ways that I I'm pretty sure I could I could uh, convince people to buy my product, even if it's at one of these higher price points. We see three popular price points, the real cheapy for 15 bucks that is cheap for a reason. I mean, it, it is real junk, but people are buying mm-hmm. it. Uh, the next mm-hmm. for 45 that's a decent product at $45. And then one for $140, uh, that, that's significantly better. And so uh, you know, photographers are, re- are really spreading out their purchases here. So the next step is, let's say I did decide to go into this. Then I'm going to Alibaba.com. I've been doing this over the last few days. And I've mm-hmm. been looking for uh, somebody who offers this product, usually from China, that can make it for me cheap, that I can buy in huge bulk, And I can bring to the United States and have Amazon sell FBA. So they're doing all the fulfillment for me so I don't have a thousand extension tubes in my closet.
1: Exactly.
0: So I go to Alibaba. I found a wide variety of prices. I mean, some people wanted like, $5 Five dollars per extension tube. Some people wanted sixty dollars, eighty dollars uh, per extension mm-hmm. tube. And of course, there's a difference in quality, but <laughs> the price variations uh, sometimes had nothing to do with the quality. They just were all over, all across the board. Is that what you found when you, when you've sourced products as well?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely will, and you you don't really know the exact number until you really contact them. You know, until you put the uh, you know the supplier you know email together that you're going to contact all of these all of these suppliers and really the way to do it and I I go through this on on the on the blog that I created for the podcast Uh, but basically you know I have a template that I use because you know you're going to be sending out 20 30 40 emails and you might get you know five or ten of them to contact you back and out of those you might find two that you can actually work with so you know it's definitely you got to go out and, and really blast Uh, You know, the suppliers to find out the ones that come back and then you're going to tell right away the ones that are going to be able to work with you. And also they're going to talk about price Um, because sometimes they'll advertise like a minimum, uh, you know, a a minimum quantity and some of them are 3000. But I've seen some that are 3000 and I'll get it to where I can I could actually get a test order for 300 units.
0: Yeah, I found uh, you know. the same. As I contacted these, a lot of them had very high minimum purchase orders. But then I said I wanted to order 100. And they emailed me you know, back within a couple hours and said, great, let's do this. <laughs> you know, they're like, great, yeah, let me send yeah. you a sample. Uh, yep. So, so they, didn't, no. they didn't seem to hold to that with me.
1: Now I, I did want to give you a little bit more advice here though Please And do. now looking at the extension tube up close and everything and, and understanding everything about it my one concern is is there's a lot of parts to it okay mm-hmm. meaning there's a lot of little things that you know what if one thing isn't filed just right it might not turn right or it might not connect to the connect camera and then it might screw up the 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 um, connectivity you know um so there's things there that move and they connect and that kind of scares me because that all of a sudden brings the red flag of there could be issues with support and then refunds and then all of that stuff. So I try to look at something that doesn't have as many moving parts. I try to make I try to get something that's an accessory. Um, you know something like I said like let's just take for example the lens bag, right? You know it's basically going to have a clip on the front that that opens and closes it. You know that seals it and then you just open it up and then it's got felt inside. And as long as it's stitched well and it's made with good quality material, there's really nothing that's going to fail with that. Um, with this here, there's a lot of things that could fail um, that I'm seeing on the surface. Um, I see the metal ring I'm, I'm looking at that one there. The uh, it's an XIT XTETN, yes, and it's autofocus macro extension. So you know that one there. I'm looking at that up close, and there's like there's like little pins and sliders, and there's you know the, the little connector that syncs the, the, the uh, camera to the lens and, and all that stuff. So there's some things that, that need to be precision, you know, and, and because of that, that just, for my first product, I would probably say I would stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just my personal recommendation. I would find something, like I said, like an accessory. Uh, you know, even, even something as simple as, you know, a specialized cleaning cloth to clean the lens. That's better, right? Because now it's just a cloth. And you could do a, a cloth where you say, well, and here, here's a tip for people listening too, because I go after like a product that I think I could get to at $19.99 minimum, but I'd like to get it to $29.99. But if you see a product and you're like, well, it only sells for $9.95. Well, if you have one cloth for $9.99, right, you could sell three in a bundle for $19.99 and it's not going to cost you much more. Your Amazon FBA fees are going to be almost identical. They're not going to go up much. And you just increased your, your size of your order by, you know, Double, you know, by just offering a bundle. The other thing that it does is it also shows And you've looked, you've probably seen this when you're when you're, you know, searching in Amazon, you'll see like the product ranges from $9.99 to $19.99. And then that's going to get your interest because you're like, oh, wow, they, they sell them. They're only $9.99. Then they go in there and they go, oh, why wouldn't I get the three? It's like I'm getting one for free. Um, so bundles work really well because then you can kind of like use the first one as a price anchor. And then the, the, the bundle that you're offering would obviously be a very, very good deal. And you're not going to spend much more because a lens cleaning cloth might be a dollar a piece. And if you, you know, if you put three of them in a bundle, you've only got $3 invested in it. But yet to the customer, you've just made that order that much bigger.
0: So very 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 interesting. So there so it sounds like bundling and and adding what, whatever whatever upgrades you can to to the product yeah. is can really help. So yep what about what about the liability of all of this uh, being a lawyer myself i i am very concerned with liability anytime i get into anything new and products have very strict uh, liability uh, laws in the united states in fact strict liability is a is a good term for it because if something happens uh, you're you're going to be liable uh, for for what happens and if it's a a patent problem with the, with the product you're selling and you're bolting your label on it. Now you've added even a whole new level of liability. Is that something you're concerned with?
1: Yeah. In the beginning I wasn't because I'll tell you why. in the beginning I'm just like, let me just see if this thing is going to work. Right. If I worried about all that stuff, I never would have gotten to where I am. Uh, so that's the first thing. Once I started seeing that this was going to take off and it was going to work, then the very first thing I did was I created, you know, a uh, LLC, you know, limited liability uh, business entity. So, you know, basically now I can at least protect my assets and my personal belongings and all that stuff, right? It's not going to go after at least, it, you know, I'm sure there's loopholes, but, you know, for the most part, they're only going to be able to go after the, the company and the checkbook uh, that's tied to this business. So that's the very first thing. If you're going to do it, and you're gonna, and I'm not, a, I'm not a lawyer. You are. So you know, if you uh, you have anything you want to add to this, please do. But that's that's my process there. The second part of this is yes, if you're going to go in this, you want to definitely think about uh, liability insurance. And I read something recently that Amazon doesn't require you to until you've done, I think, until you're doing like ten thousand dollars in sales per month. That's what I heard. Um, that was the rumor. But um you know it that's something i'm actually looking into right this second because it is something that i'm Concerned with, you know, because I don't want something to come back, even though it's not going to really technically possibly affect me. It's going it, it, well. It is because it's going to be the business, but the business itself would be dissolved, and everything that I built for the business would be would be gone. Um, so I am looking into that, and I'm hearing that there is coverages out there, and the one um, I don't have the name off the top of my head. I am going to be doing a podcast on it, and actually, I might even be doing an interview with um, one of the uh, the agents for this because it is a concern, uh, but. I think he was saying it was like something like for maybe a two or three million dollar policy. Uh, it was like for liability policy. It was like a thousand bucks a year. Oh, um, that's cheap. So, yeah. So you know, it's something that even if you felt like, well, even though you know, if I had that, still something could happen. At least you're being covered. And I know Amazon does require it. So, it is something that I'm concerned with. Um, I know some people that aren't concerned with it, and they're just like, well, I'll just deal with it if it happens. But I'm. I've always been a thinker and wanting to plan for the future. So um, it's something that I definitely want to treat this as a real business too because as a real business, you would have liability insurance. But to individually protect each product, I don't know the ins and outs of all that. You know, I just know that I personally want to be able to protect the business. And if we can just create an umbrella over top of the business, then that's what I would do. Um, But the one thing I would tell people is, you know, if you just think about all of this stuff that we just discussed, a lot of people, that'll turn them off, and then we get into the 1% to 2%, which I talk about a lot. You just won't do it, you know, because right. you're either afraid of the liability. I mean, let's face it. If you, you know, you teach, I teach, right? If I taught something and someone said, well, you taught me something and it cost my business 500000 because I followed your advice, they probably could have a suit if they found the right attorney to come after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just... We can't live in that fear all the time because if we do, we're never going to do anything. And, yes. you know, as and an that's entrepreneur, hard for me. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and, and, and as an entrepreneur, it, it's tough because you want to work for yourself. You want to have the freedom, but yet you want the protection that a business that you would work for would have that you wouldn't have to worry about. So you got to make that choice um, on what you want to do. You got to be smart about it, but you want to make that choice. But, uh, you know, I'm not a legal advisor. My only thing is I can say that what I've done so far is I've created a, a limited liability uh, you know entity for my business you know it's separate to my personal business and um and I am in the process right now of of, uh, you know, creating a limited uh, or a liability policy for the business. Um, The other thing that we didn't mention, which I'll talk about, which seem we're talking about this type of stuff, is like sales tax, right? A lot of people think, well, you know, I I live in New York and I sold something in Florida, so I don't have to pay sales tax or that person doesn't have to pay sales tax. And that's absolutely wrong. Um, Technically, wherever Amazon has a warehouse, you have a business, that's just the way it is. So if you sell something in Florida, you're supposed to be, and I'm doing air quotes right now, you're supposed to be collecting sales tax uh, for that purchase and then sending it into Florida. So every single state that Amazon has a warehouse, which right now I believe it's 14, you're, you're supposed to be collecting sales tax for each of those states and then filing uh, a, a return for each one of those states.
0: Yeah, sales tax, it gets into a very, very complicated area of law. And especially right now, sales tax in the United States is just a mess. Everybody knows it's a mess. We're all hoping it gets changed soon, but uh, I I don't see any change happening in the next five years. I mean, it's a big, big mess right now. Uh, And and you're right, it adds a lot of complexity. It
1: does. And so what I've done at this point is now that I'm at that level is I've already filed with three states, the three states that I send inventory to. And and that was, a, you know, another thing people were saying, well, well, I'll just, I'll just file for the states that I'm sending inventory to. Uh-uh, that's not the way it works because here's the thing. Amazon will take that inventory that you shipped to three different locations. And if they start seeing that your sales are in another location, they'll just ship other inventory to another warehouse to store it there. So the shipping is going to be less for them when they ship it to the customer. And you don't even know about it.
0: Yeah, so, very interesting. So,
1: yeah, so what I've done is I've, I, I uh, went to this service called TaxJar, and basically what they do is they basically figure out all of the states that you've shipped product to, and then what it'll do is it'll tell you all of the sales tax that you should have collected, and then from there, it's up to you to file all of those states and then submit a tax return or uh, you know, a sales tax uh, payment to those states. Um, and it, it, they even have a service inside of it that'll automate it for you so you don't have to worry about it. Or you can just do one manually. And some are monthly, some are quarterly, and some are yearly. But I'm in the process right now. I've already filed with three, I think four states. Uh, and again, I filed, but I haven't gotten my tax ID yet. It takes sometimes four to eight weeks to get your tax ID. So at least, at least I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Um, and I think that eventually in the next probably six to eight months, I'll be fully, um, you know, registered with all of these different states and uh, and then, you know, collecting and doing all that. But in, in the, at the moment, I'm, I'm only collecting in a few states, um, okay. but the, you know, basically the, basically the states that I'm sending inventory to.
0: OK. And one other one other legal issue that I, I just want to bring up as as we're passing through this topic is undisclosed principal liability is one that I see problems with online. All the time. People will go to, to the work of setting up an LLC, making a website, doing getting a bank account, tax ID, all this stuff. But if the end user, if the customer doesn't see the name of the business that that's who they're do- dealing with, they can go straight through your company and write to you. Because you didn't show them the business that they were dealing with. They didn't know they were dealing with an LLC. And so they can go straight to your own bank account. So just as a reminder to everybody, that's great. Do all these things for sure to set up your business right. But then also make sure everywhere you have your, your business name, bolt on LLC, you know, in the footer, somewhere on your mm-hmm. eBay seller page, wherever you can put it, make sure you have the official name of the business that someone can find it with a reasonable amount of effort. And then you can finally uh, get, get that full protection. All uh, right, that's, so we, uh,
1: that's actually good. That's actually good. Good tips there, Jim, uh, for that because that's something that I think. I mean, even myself, like I've got it on my stuff, but I don't have it as much as I probably could. Um, so I think I'm just gonna blast it everywhere. So
0: yeah, that's it's a little worth nugget just, for me. You know, put it somewhere yeah. on your on your business card, your website, everywhere that somebody could have an inroad into your business. Make sure it's there somewhere. Otherwise, the whole thing does no good for you. All right, yeah, so we no, talked about a lot of the legal stuff. Now, let's say I've, I decide on my manufacturer, I pick a price point, I get my extension tubes, and I say, I'm going to make my initial order. So let's say I pick a manufacturer that's selling these extension tubes for about $20, which I found several manufacturers that, that will do for me. A good quality one with you know the electrical contacts and everything for about $20. So how much should I make that initial order for?
1: Okay, and uh, again, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the guy sitting at your table right now. I'm gonna be like, Jim, do you really want to start with a twenty dollar your cost product? You know, it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. You know, really, really to to do it right, I'd like to see order minimum of five hundred units. You know, minimum. Uh, I mean, my first order, I did a thousand. So, I mean, you know. To me, I would say let's start. Go, stay that. Stay with that product. It's a good idea. Let's let's put that on on the back burner for a second. Now let's find other little products that relate to this same market and the same thing. Right? We're talking about uh, again. We, we can go to, go to this. Right? You got the macro extension uh, tube. Right? That's mm-hmm. one of your things. What goes with that? Well, a lens. Right? So what goes with a lens? A lens bag. So let's go with a lens bag. Let's go with a lens cloth. Let's go with stuff around the lens. Right? So I know for almost. A fact, because I did look into bags, but not for this particular, not for a lens, but they're all pretty much the same. You could find a bag for probably four to five bucks that's nice, that's got compartments that you can put different lenses in, and and, uh, and you can have a nice bag for your lens to be put in there, or lenses, uh, depending on how big they are, and uh, and you could start there, right? And now you've got a customer base that you could now cross-promote, and then maybe you say, maybe I'll just get a hundred of these extension tubes and see what happens. I'll try to cross-promote it, and see what happens. And then you can do that. And then the lens cloth, that's going to lead also to the lens extension tube. And it's going to also lead to the bag, right? So you see what I'm doing? I'm trying to find smaller ticketed prices that you could start with that you can still get some momentum and then also add these other products in the future.
0: Okay. All right. So I, I, I like that. So, you know, we, we pick our product. And, and we, yep. so the idea is we, we want to order as many as, as, uh, as we think we can sell in a reasonable amount of time.
1: I would say five hundred would be my my I would love if you had enough money set aside that you could order five hundred comfortably uh in the on the initial order. Because out of those hundred, I would like to see you with a promotion give away between a hundred and hundred and twenty-five, depending on how competitive your market is.
0: Okay. Okay. So I ordered five hundred of these lens bags or cloths, whatever. Yep. And they're gonna be shipped to my house or to Amazon directly. Well, here's the thing. I
1: normally do it uh to my home office. And the reason why I do this is because I want to, especially in the beginning, you want to know that the quality control is there, right? You want to inspect it. You want to make sure that what they showed you in the images and in in the sample that they sent you, they want, you want to make sure that you're getting what you signed up to get. Um, And then from there, I create the order inside of Amazon FBA, and then I ship it
0: to Amazon myself. And so isn't that going to increase the cost a lot? Because coming from China, it's, you know, three, 500 bucks, something like that to get, to get, to get that kind of product shipped.
1: Uh, well, here's, here's the way I look at it. It costs me right now, um, approximately 15 to 20 cents additional to have it shipped from my house to, um, to FBA.
0: 15 cents per product.
1: Yeah. Per unit. Okay. So I, I just build that into my price. It's like a little insurance thing for me because if I shipped all 500 out there or 1,000 and I come to find out that I start getting complaints that people say that it was supposed to be black and it's red, uh, now I'm going to have a big issue. Because now i got to have it all shipped back and pulled out of my inventory, and now I lose money on the inventory. Um, So I'd rather catch that before it even hits Amazon. That's my personal take. A lot of people like to go direct because they don't want to touch it. Right, and they want to they want to get it going quicker, but it literally it takes three days for because I do everything air. I won't do anything on uh, you know by boat um, because it just takes longer and there's more logistics. You got f- uh, freight forwarders and everything else involved. So I do everything air. I get I get it from DHL in about three days, and then I ship it up to Amazon, and Amazon will split the order normally, and it will go into three different locations. And it usually takes for the the closest one. It'll probably get there in about two days. It'll be checked in and ready for sale.
0: Okay. Okay so we got our product it's on Amazon now we've got to craft our sales page now this is something that I I haven't sold anything like this on Amazon before but I've done enough sales page pages that I I'd love to to attack one of these Amazon uh, listings because sometimes they're just so bad it doesn't have yeah. any information it doesn't really show me why one product is any better than the other. It'll only have one or two photos that are just kind of really junky and and sterile. Sometimes it just doesn't even explain what the product is uh, that it's like, okay, but is it this one or is it that? And it just doesn't even say. So, you know, we're going to have to build out a really nice sales page. Do you have any, any tips or things that you've found that, uh, kind of set your listings apart?
1: Yeah, a- actually. And I got to go back, though, because even before you got to this point, we missed a bunch of stuff. Because oh, OK. Let's go you- to that. Yeah, be, be, before, you, before that product is even here, you're waiting 25 days. So you're going to create your listing well before that. You can create your listing and then fill it later. So you're going to be working on your listing. Hopefully, you've gotten a sample that you're happy with. You're going to start using that to photograph. You're going to be able to take some nice high-definition images, uh, start working on your branding, start working on your logo, um, adding all of that stuff before you even get your product so it's ready to go the day that it hits and it's live. And then the other thing you're going to be doing is you're going to be building up that Launch list. Now, you, if you're going to go into this with this particular type of products, you already have kind of like a list, but I would still email that list letting them know that you're going to be coming out with a new product and that you're going to be giving it out for a huge discount for people to give you honest reviews to leave on Amazon. And then from there, you'll get a list of, let's say, 100 people that say, yes, I'll do it, And then because you're you're talking an email list for you. um, And then for there, the minute that that listing would go live, once you get your listing and everything up, you're just going to email those people, and then boom, you're going to get a rush of orders with this coupon code, and that's going to spike your algorithm inside of Amazon, which is then in turn going to light up the signal to Amazon that you're selling uh, this particular product, so and then that's when where I, the ball can really start rolling.
0: So, is there a coupon code when I check out on Amazon? I guess I haven't even noticed yeah. that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's what we're talking about with these promotions. These promotions, and th- there's been mix, mixed mixed uh, opinions on this and stuff. But you know, the the one that everyone was doing was a dollar. So you could get my product for a dollar, even though I sell it for twenty. That's what I normally sell it for. I'm going to give it to you for a dollar. And the only reason why I'd give it to you for free, but the reason why I'm giving it for a dollar is because um it seems as though Amazon gives you a little bit more credit. But nowadays, they're talking the dollar is no longer the the benchmark. It's really like $1.95 or $2.95. And some people listening are like, what do you mean? I'm going to give away a product that I just paid to have shipped here, to ship to Amazon, to get it listed, and I'm going to give that product away. And the other thing is to think about you're also going to still pay your Amazon fees on top of that. So, for example, if I have a product that's $5 and I'm going to give away 100 units, that's 500 bucks. I'm also going to pay about $4.50 in, in Amazon fees, regardless of if I charge $20 or not. And so really, you're talking like 10 bucks, right? So it's going to cost me $1,000 to give away 100 units. Why would anyone want to do that, right? Well, the reason is, is because you're going to get an influx of, of sales, which in, in turn is going to spike your algorithm uh, inside of Amazon, which is going to help you get on the radar and start ranking. And it's also going to start getting you reviews, which re- with re- reviews, that's going to help your conversion rates for more sales.
0: Okay. So. Okay. That's, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I. I. I that's a little bit again, scary to give away all, product, but but I, I guess yeah, it's I really mean, I cover worth it.
1: All this, I cover all this in detail because, I mean, we're talking – you and I can only bang through this like – this quickly but I you know what I mean it's like there's so much to go deeper because like you said most people are thinking okay I, I order a product I go to Alibaba I get this I put it up I get a I, I launch it and I start selling it and there's so much more that goes into one listing and that's why I don't recommend anyone doing two or three listings until you get one that's cranking out you know 25 30 sales a day on a regular basis okay um, then then you go but yeah so um, but yeah, that's that's really and, – and yeah, it, giving away 100 units, people are like, why would I want to do that? But you may need to do that depending on – you may have to do it more than once depending on how competitive your market is um, because that's just going to help you spike the algorithm and get you on the sales radar. And like I said, and we said this in the beginning of, of the show, it's like sales – Equal ranking for keywords. So the more sales that you get through keywords, the more you're going to rank for keywords. If you don't rank for keywords, it's like being in Google. You can write the best article or you can have the best video, but if you don't have um, links pointing to that and if you don't have a good description and all that to get ranked, to get picked up by Google, what good is it? It's buried at like 20 pages deep. It's the same thing with your listing. You want to get that to the first page uh, of the listings when people are searching for macro extension tube, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, um, that's, you know, and a lot of people have a tough time with that because they want to get their product, but they don't want to spend money to, to, to market it. And the way I look at it is th- those first hundred units, that's going to cost you a thousand to give away. It's giving you, uh, or it's giving your product the life that it needs to move on. The reviews are a critical part. If you don't have 25 reviews, like within like, to me, like a couple of weeks, you know, that's all you should be working on is reviews. Because reviews are going to help your conversions. And what happens when your conversions go up? Your sales go up. And what happens when your sales go up? You start ranking for keywords, then you start getting more sales. So it's a constant, you know, it's a constant, uh, you know, movement between all of those components. So it's like reviews leads to more sales, sales leads to more rankings, and then it just keeps, keeps repeating.
0: Okay, so let's let's say if I want to to kind of sweeten my listing, and I do want to add a little accessory with my product, so mm-hmm. I get I get you know a, a thousand lens cloths uh, sent here, and and my other main product, let's say it's the extension tubes. We talked about some problems with that. So how do I? I mean, do I have to now go get packaging and and grab a lens wipe and and you know package five hundred of these oh. so it's all set?
1: No, uh, your, your supplier will do all of that for you. You just need to tell them what to do. And like, for example, if you wanted to sell single cloths and then triple pack cloths, well, you're just going to tell them that you want one bag with one and another one with three. Now, here's the other thing we didn't talk about. You need a UPC code, which they're very inexpensive to buy. You can get them for like 20 of them for 10 bucks or even cheaper. Um, and you got, you have to have a UPC code. And then that UPC code is going to go on each one of those. So if for example, if you have one lens cloth that you're selling, that's one UPC code. That's one product. If you have one that's got three in a bag as a, as a bundle, that's going to be one UPC code of a its own. So that's different UPC another code. Product. okay. Yeah, if you have a five-pack, then you're going to have another UPC code, in, and five of them are going to be in a bag. Amazon will not bundle for you. They're not going to take and pick and pack, and they're just going to take the the stuff that you give them with UPC codes, and then they're going to package that. So you so want so I need your, to
0: find a manufacturer that that offers this accessory.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, like I said, if you're if we're going with the lens cloth thing here, but if you went with the extension tube and you wanted to add a lens cloth to it, then yes, you would want that manufacturer to be able to combine the two. Now, you may find suppliers that go, I don't, we don't. We don't make the clause, but we have another company that we work with that does make the clause. We'll just get them for you, and then we'll bundle them together, and then we'll just charge you for it. They're going to get paid from the other place, and they're going to do it all for you. I'm okay. doing that right now with one of my products. So they'll do that sourcing for you um, you know, and finding it to get it together. You just need to tell them what you want. you got to be clear about what you want, and they'll usually be able to do it.
0: Okay, so one thing I was thinking about is um, one thing that you mentioned on your podcast as, as kind of a no-no uh, was to bundle information with a physical product. And, and if I understood you right, you were kind of saying, I don't, I don't know how well that's going to work. Well, one thing I was thinking about is well, let's say I offer a, a photography product Uh, let's say the extension tubes, and then I have a DVD with it of how to use extension tubes in macro photography. Do you think that would work to, to offer it, you know, maybe as a physical DVD uh, to bundle with it? Yeah. I I think
1: you might've misunderstood what I was saying. What I was saying was the ebook. Okay. Uh Everyone's doing that now where they're like, you know, buy, you know, the extension tube and get a free ebook on how to take better macro shots. Right. Okay. It kind of works, but it's not a physical product, right? right? It's digital, right? But if you had a DVD sitting there in your image too, right, I would say put that right in your image and saying, you know, receive a, a, a free DVD when you purchase our macro tube. Well, yeah, that's better because it's a physical product. That would work like – that would look, work great. The only problem with that is is you're going to have to figure out a way to get those two together. Because right. your manufacturer, you're gonna have to find someone that's gonna be able to create that DVD in China and then bundle it into your package. That's the only issue. Because I've actually thought about doing that with one of my products because one of my products definitely uh, you know, could – I have videos that could go with it, but but I don't have them um, on a CD or a DVD, which I would love to. But there's the problem where you have to be able to get the two together. And the last thing you want to do is have your, your product shipped from China here and then have something else added to here and then ship it out again. It's like you just got more hands in it. Right. Um, you want to try to get that all done at, at one spot. Okay. You know, but that is a good idea. That's a great idea. And if you can find a, a supplier out there that you know can can line you up with a, a DVD, you know, uh, company that would do that, and you know, put a DVD in there for an extra, you know, seventy five cents or whatever, that'd be well worth it because that could be worth twenty nine ninety five on top of the on top of the macro extension tube or whatever. Okay. Yeah, right. no,
0: that's great. Okay, so we get our product. We've talked about how to accessorize it, <laughs> uh, how right. to prepare for our listing and some of the things we're going to do there. Uh, we, the we the get one it. thing
1: I just would say though, Jim, yeah. on the listing, because we kind of touched on that, images are, are, are number one. Your images are, are number one. Your your very first image, you know, your image has to be shot on a white uh, a white background. It can't have any other thing in there other than the image. Oh, really? Um, or, so I can't yes. I
0: can't take pictures of somebody using the product, like with a model or something like that. You, that's different. Um, if you had someone using just the product with with that, I believe you can, because
1: it says when you start to put your image in there, it tells you that you can't have um, additional items in there other than um, like a model you know, or putting it in there. So you could have a model using it or someone's hands, let's say that's, you know, demonstrating the product. You could do that, I believe. Um, but you can't have where you have that. And then something else that's, uh, you know, like a a badge that says bestseller, or you can't have, um, you know, a warranty sticker on it, or even your brand name or your website, you can't have any of that stuff on it. It can only be the image. And if the image is with a model, it has to be just that in the model. Uh, so what if be, I,
0: could I take a picture of the extension to being put on a camera? Because the camera is a different product. I, is that a no? No, I believe that
1: you can. My only thing that I would be cautious on that is you'll get some people that'll go, oh, I thought it came with the camera.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm not even kidding. You know I, know, I don't I mean? doubt I mean, it.
1: You, you, you got to be careful with that. I think it's a great idea. That you might want to have that in like the, the third or fourth image because you get, I believe you get 10 10, 11 images, I would use them all, Uh, but your first seven, I think, are the ones that display on your main page, Um, but your very first image is the one that they make all of these, you know, all of these claims that you can't do. The other pictures, you can do all that other stuff.
0: Oh, I see, okay.
1: Yeah, it just can't be the main product image.
0: Okay, so I... Oh, and what about video? I rarely see somebody include video yep. on a listing, but I I love it when I can see that. Have Have you thought about you, including videos on listings, or what are your thoughts there?
1: I've thought about it, but you're not allowed to unless you're a major
0: brand. Ah, okay. You have well, have special privileges it. for that.
1: Yeah, you have to have special privileges on that. But what you could do, uh, another little tactic here is you could, um, in your reviews, you can tell people that uh, you would love them to leave you a video review, and then when they leave a review, they can include a video to it of them using it or talking about it.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Okay. That's, That's another thing you could do.
0: Well, great. Okay. So we we have our listing up. Now we're going to start our paid ad campaign to the product. So walk me through what that's going to look like. Because paid ads, I mean, are easy in some places, on some places are hard. Like if you just want to boost a post on Facebook easy but if you want to do right. an ad that shows up in the news feed like a, a you know in the power editor and Facebook yep. ah, you need like a two-week yeah. tutorial and a PhD to be able to figure it out yeah. it is a yeah. mess is Amazon like that or is it pretty easy to set up no, it's the easiest
1: I've ever used, and I've used them all uh, because you don't have to write a headline. You don't have to write, uh, you know, your your bullet points, your description, any of that stuff, or any of your ad copy because it, it's your listing. So whatever your headline is, is that's what's going to display. Uh, your, your main image, that's, what's going to be the image. You don't have to think like in Facebook, you're trying to think of an image that's going to catch the attention. Your image, that's your main image is going to be the image that's going to display. So it's, it's as simple as just saying, I want to run an ad to my listing. You select the listing and then you say, if you want them to auto target it, meaning they'll place it where they feel that your customer is, which I have a whole strategy on how to do that, which I just did a podcast, I just recorded it, but I haven't published it yet. It should be published on Friday. Um, that's going to be on all about Amazon pay per click. But basically, uh, you know, you can have them run, you know, the ad and target keywords that they believe that they're that your customer would, would want to see this ad. And then also you can run manual where they'll give you suggested keywords right off the bat. And then the third way is you can manually just enter your own keywords in there. Um, and then from there you just hit publish, you give it, a, you know, you give it a budget, a daily budget, you know, 20, 25 bucks or five bucks, whatever you want to spend. And then you give it a, a, you know, a pay-per-click, you know, budget, you know, maybe a dollar a click or 50 cents a click, whatever you want to do. Um, and from there, you just turn it on and see what happens. And, uh, and then, you know, you, you just kind of monitor that. But I, like I said, I've got a whole, a whole thing that I just recently did. Cause there's a lot to that, but it's simple to set it up, but then to really go back and kind of like see what's working, see what's not working. The other cool thing about it is, and you've done paid, you know, advertising and pay per click. It's never been easier because they go or they, they tell you, okay, someone clicked on this keyword and someone bought because of this keyword. So it shows you the keywords that are converting to sales. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's like before, you know, you'd have to have a tracking pixel on Facebook or on Google, um, and then you'd have to go in. And then a lot of times that wasn't even accurate, uh, you know, a hundred percent. This here is like, you know, you had, you know, at hundred impressions, you had 10 clicks and you had one sale and it gives you all of that data. So then you can start picking the winners and getting rid of the losers and then just really start refining. And then all of a sudden you've got a campaign that you can just ramp up to a hundred bucks a day and just, again, why are we, why are we advertising? to get sales. And what's happening when people are, are entering a keyword, they're seeing the ads either on the right-hand side or down below. And when they click on one of those ads, they got there because of a keyword. And then that tells Amazon that you just, they just purchased because of a keyword, and then you start ranking for that keyword.
0: Well, that's awesome. I, I'm really excited to try this out. Uh, we've just got tons of information from you on the on the podcast today. I appreciate you going with me, uh, bearing with me on a on a practical example, so we could go through this process. I want it to sound uh, to to really talk about the nuts and bolts as much as possible here. But there's w- way more than we could possibly cover in this one episode of the podcast. So definitely check out the Amazing Seller Podcast. I've listened to all the episodes. It is definitely worth your time to check out. If you're at all interested in selling on Amazon, definitely check it out, Amazing Seller Podcast. Scott, thank you for being on the show. Uh, any any last words of wisdom? No, just, you know, I think we,
1: we got a little bit into, the, into the, uh, the, the tax thing and the liability thing, and I think that there can a lot of times repel people. So I would just say, you know, you know, investigate it a little bit, you know, see if it's for you. see, see if it's something that you would be interested in. Uh, you know it, it's it's definitely um, not easy. I'll say that. it It seems easy, but it's not like we just kind of covered things and people will probably be scratching their head. But really, it, it there is a process, and if you follow the process, it does work. It's just a matter of following the process. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I cover this stuff in detail. I go through my entire story and then I also break down all of these sections. I answer questions. I get voicemails every single day and I'm answering them of, you know, listeners' questions. So they're real people with real questions. And I'm, I'm just kind of reporting back on, on what I'm doing and what's working and what's not. And uh, so if anybody does want to check out the podcast, they can either go to iTunes and check it out over there. Just type in uh, the amazing seller and you'll find it. Uh, it's actually been ranking really. Really well, and the new and noteworthy. Uh, but also, if you want to just go to the blog, I've got a couple of uh, podcast episodes that your audience might be interested in. And it's episode number four and number eight. And it will be theamazingseller.com forward slash four, or you can just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash eight. And each one of those, the first one is product research goes through a whole episode on how to do product research and then the other one is how to launch your first product. Um, there's also a couple on there too for sourcing and uh, you know how to how to basically talk to your suppliers and all that stuff. So a lot of good stuff over there, but yeah, if anyone's interested, I would definitely check it out.
0: Awesome yeah, it's been a, a great show. i I've listened to enough business podcasts that it's rare that I find one that's really doing something different and gets me excited this one is doing something different and got me excited. I I am really anxious to get going on this and uh, we'll we'll be in touch. I'll I'll tell you how it goes.
1: All right, Jim. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step tutorials at IncomeSchool.com. Income School is a production of Improf Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improft Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some call simulated. Improft Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.